Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode eight of the Marvel Mondays Initiative. Today's topic is, of course, our retro review of Iron Man. So strap in because we've got quite a show for you today. Before we get into it, if you're watching this on Twitch, feel free to give us a uh, sub to help support us and see more great content. Also, check out the website, thepenultimateconquest.com, to see our VODs and even see the schedule for the rest of the month. Um, we have a bit of a, 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 a meh, I'll save it for housekeeping. Uh, for those of you that don't know me, my name is Ruben, the director of The Penultimate Conquest. Today, I am joined by my two co-hosts, Mr. Movie Reviewer himself, Christian Macias. Christian, how you doing? I hate that we're calling these retro reviews, because that makes me feel way older than I should feel. Well, listen, but I'm I, doing fine. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> I could change it and just not put retro reviews. Does that... No. No? Better? I'll, 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 I'll endure. Okay. And... Mr. Daddy-to-be. Eric, how's it going? Hey, what's up? You know, just... Uh, long time, long, long time to see? Yeah, it's 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 been a sec since it's been on. A few things have happened. Yeah. Uh, turned 30 since I last was on the show. Wow. Uh, yeah, whoop, whoop. Um, also, make sure you're taking care of yourselves, boys and girls. That's right. And, yeah, make sure, make sure you're eating your veggies... You know, drink it, drink in your vitamins, do all that stuff. They're pronounced vitamins. Vitamins, do whatever you got to do. Yeah. Take care of yourselves. Yeah. Okay. Drink water. Yeah. Did you say that one yet? Drink, drink a lot of water. Yes, drink a lot of H2O. Yeah. Um, let's do some housekeeping. Uh, community solo streams are continuing tonight as Tessa continues. Oh, no. She's actually not no. continuing. No. She's no. starting a new quest. Mm-hmm. Resident Evil 8 Village. Yeah. Sorry, Resident Ooh. Evil Village. Our channel stream of Resident Evil 8 Village. That's right. Should be good. That game a little hot right now. Yeah. Really? Uh, I heard uh, it's uh, a pretty big indie. <laughs> I would say a little too hot. A little too many spoilers on the timeline for for my taste, but I'm sorry. I digress. I'm sorry to hear that. Um I will also be sprinkling in some uh, near replicant this week as well. Uh, I know last week I did none whatsoever, but that's because I, I had to change schedules at work and my sleep schedule has been pretty off. So, um, just a heads up: we are reviewing Mortal Kombat tomorrow on the Cross Media Show. So, check that out. Be, be prepared to check that out. Uh, we Me also too. did. Uh, so make sure you get over here. That was really good, Christian. Well done. Well done. <laughs> um, we also did our season one review of Invincible last week with uh, Anthony, Ryan, uh, Saj, and Richie. So feel free to check that out. Um, let's just. I do have. I do have one thing before you go. What's up? Before we start, just what else is going on? So Tessa bought me a book, and let me tell you why we got this book. Because the it's called I forget what it's called, but someone says it's "What If Lord of the Rings was directed by Kurosawa." I'm like, oh my god, I want that right now. So I'm very I'm very ready to start reading this book. I forget what the title is, but that one line sold me on it. That's pretty cool. That sounds cool. Keep us updated. Pretty good. Even if I don't like books, that's a story for another time. (laughs) Um. So, a little trailer dropped today, and Christian, I'm sorry, I'm going to have to do this to you. Uh, no, this is fine. Okay, good. Um, Venom, Let There Be Carnage. and <laughs> That's the title? Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, right. Am I wrong? I'm pretty sure. I mean, I prefer that over Venom, too. I'm glad that we have moved away, kind of, from sequels that just have a number at the end of them. I like it when there's a little subtitle. Yeah, but I also... I have a feeling I know this is going to happen. Someone's going to say, let there be carnage in this movie. And it's just going to oh, drive me the fucking nuts. I hate when movies put the, put the title of the movie in, in the movie. Don't do that. Stop doing you that. You mean you don't like it in Captain America, The Winter Soldier, when that's they keep different. saying that's, The Winter that's Soldier? That's different. It's a title for a reason because, yes, it's two characters yeah. in the movie. I'm not saying... Uh, don't don't call a movie Venom. Let there be carnage, and somebody in the in the movie saying Venom. Let there be carnage. You know, it, like 
Just don't it's like it. in Captain America 2 when they were all at the airport and they said, let there be civil war. And they started fighting. Stop, stop, stop. That, that's I, not I'm what like, I'm saying at all. <laughs> Ultra, they're like, Avengers, we have entered the age of Ultra. No, 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 no. <laughs> Let's do it. Kevin Feige. It's going to be like I if, use it. let me give you another example. If Doctor Strange, I hear it's Doctor Strange. We're in the multiverse goes, of I'm going to flip the fuck out, okay? I will flip the fuck out. All right, and not in a good way, but also I can do this I'm, all day. <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of excited for uh, Doctor Strange too. So, um, Eric, what are your thoughts on this trailer? As someone who like Spider Man, you know the Spider Man stuff is my favorite superhero stuff. Like, I am excited. Uh, it's Venom and Carnage. Okay, what does so... this have to do with Spider Man? It's because it's will you let me talk? Okay, Ruben. Right. My apologies. My apologies. My apologies. So obviously, Venom and Carnage are so entwined with Spider Verse. You know, they had the stuff today. Um, today, where Andy Serkis, I think, said uh, this Venom and this Carnage don't know of Spider Man. I'm like, oh, okay, whatever, that's fine. Because it's weird. Because like those are that's two of Spider Man's biggest villains, and it sucks that Spider Man probably won't be in this. Uh, so as a someone who likes symbiote stuff, like. It really did look like Carnage. Like, I gotta give him that. There was like the cool imagery of Carnage in front of like the stained glass. I thought that was neat. Um, I hope the movie's rated R, so you show like Carnage, you know, eating people. You know, because Cletus Cassidy is a serial killer, so show him being really violent because that makes Carnage so great. Is because he's got no. He's a, he's a psychopath. Right. There's no mm-hmm. like. There's no redeeming factor like there is with Eddie Brock where he's like a decent person. Um but like he's Cletus is a is a psychopath, so it's kinda like the super soldier serum. What does the symbiote bring out in that person? So I I'll see it and I I, I know I said it on the chat, but after that trailer, I'm excited more to see Morbius than I am this Venom trailer. Honestly, I just want to see Morbius just to see how it connects. Well, I know that Matt Smith is going to be the bad guy, so I'm really excited about that. Why would you spoil that for me? That is in the casting, Ruben. Yeah, but he was only shown in the trailer, like, just once. Him walking like a... There's a Morbius trailer? Yeah. <laughs> Are you serious? You seriously haven't watched that? Out, it came out, like, I think two months before uh, the U.S. shut down due to the pandemic. Yeah. It's been out for, like, a year. I've and been, a half, almost I, a year and a half. I've literally been saying for almost a year and a half, how does Morbius connect into the MCU? Huh. Yeah. yeah. It's wild. Yeah. Interesting. Wild is one word to use. But yeah. Um I don't know. I I, I wish they just stopped doing this. Just stop. this this Sony mo- universe of Marvel Sony's characters, weird. Sony villain verse. How about that one? That's yeah, what we're calling. That's it. fine. Like keep making Spider Verse, Sony. Please keep doing that. Right, but it's uh, like my fear is that they're inevitably just going to be like, "All right, well, we we have a successful movie franchise. We don't really need the MCU, so we're going to take back Spider Man." Yeah. Well, Morbius and Venom are so much more successful than the MCU. Apparently, there's something about Jared Leto that drives people people wild. He's I, a handsome man. He's I a. Ha- I looked into I his eyes it. once. I don't see. Yeah, it. I looked into his eyes once. And it's just in person. He's a handsome man. Yes, I went to a Thirty Seconds to Mars concert, and it's like he was. That's he right. Was I singing, forgot he was doing acoustic. The kill, and then I look over in his direction, and then he looks in my direction. I'm like, I'm. St- duck oh all right right. i don't know i i just stop please sony i i beg of you you know just keep focus all that money that you're pouring into these movies just put it back into ps5s you know just put it back those are different divisions listen but it's the same family okay and if anything if Wait, wait, hold on. Let me let me finish this thought. If the Fast and Furious movies have taught me anything, it's it's all about family. Is that right? I don't know. I don't know how that's, that's, I don't I've know never how seen a Fast and Furious movie. So what? Uh, yeah. No. Cross media show. We're gonna have a new thing coming soon. Ruben watched the though? Fast and Furious. Like, 
I feel like we have to do the Alien franchise first, you know? Oh, oh God, no. Like, like, you got two great Alien movies, and then the rest are not so great. Okay. What about the Predator? uh, The Predator, you have a really good Predator movie. You have... What are the two great Alien movies? Alien and Aliens. But... Prometheus and Covenant are also really cool. Yes, even though Prometheus they're not like are, good. It's really really cool. I've never seen Covenant though. It's, I think this is where Christian and I have like a little like difference of opinion. I hated Covenant so freaking much. Prometheus was cool. I like Prometheus a lot. Covenant I hated. It just it introduced you know, me to Michael uh, Fassbender. Fassbender. Yeah. So yeah, but yeah, you need to watch Fast and the Furious movies. Like. No. I don't. I like like Mission Impossible movies. I've watched all the Mission Impossible movies. Those are actually good movies. But like, I I saw the stunt. Apparently, he like jump. He drives a motorbike off a cliff. Oh, I saw that in like the new article. So I'm like, yeah, I'm so excited. Um, I just feel like if I watch the if I sit down and watch the Fast and Furious movies, I'm literally going to get dumber by the second. No, dude, they're good. I don't know about that. Coming from me, they're good. I, I they're really great. They're this. really great. They're really great action movies. Mm. Okay. Well, okay. the fi- five, six, and seven are fantastic. All right. All the okay. other ones are. I just good like it, it's very okay. unbelievable okay. at how they like transform into what they are now. You know. Well, you, that's, you say that's, this as an outsider. You have to watch the movies. Yeah. I just don't. I just don't I believe them to be. I was trepidatious like you, Ruben, and then I started watching them, and then I got to Fast Five, and I was They're like, "Holy space!" Crap. Like I don't understand how that. I want that so much. How is that even possible? My uh, Ruben, Mission Ruben, Impossible, oh, I get. Possible. <laughs> Mission Impossible, I get because it's Mission Impossible. Tom Cruise you get can on a rocket. Do... You're in space. No, no. But my question is, how are they? so important to the government of the world watch the fucking movies you will find out we're getting getting a bit off topic here it's not gonna happen i'm sorry to tell you this guys it's just not gonna happen um you watch the dark world i did unfortunately and you could watch the fast and furious movies yeah but there's like nine of them so there's like almost 30 mcu movies yeah it's different because those are actually really good movies I'm Besides telling you, man. Dark Fast Five, Furious, Fast Furious Six, Fast and Five Furious Seven are great. I don't know about that. We'll see. We'll see. It's been a long Fast... road. Is Fast Five the one with that that airplane strip? Oh, that's six. You know, the longest six. airplane strip, our airport strip ever known to man. Six is good, man. Six, six is, is really good. good. Anyway, we're getting. It's got the guy Sub Zero, Ruben. Sub Zero's in it. The guy who played Sub Zero, he's in it. He's really good. Okay. All right. All right. It's not really steering me into me wanting to oh, watch this movie. I see what you did there. <laughs> yeah. Um, driving you crazy. Is it? Yeah, that driving. Driving you crazy. Oh. I actually did not even pick connect the two. Oh, boy. Um, <sighs> yes, Ruben. Venom, Marvel, Carnage, just, Venom. Yeah. Just stop. <laughs> okay, we're going back to that. Just stop. Okay, Sony, focus on PS5s. That's all you have to do. All right. Just, Let there be Carnage. No, focus on PS5s and Spider Verse. That's it. Animated Spider Man movies. You got that? Animated. I'll say it one more time for for effect. Hold on. Wait animated all right anyway oh you need to dehance that buddy there you go yeah there you go dehance (laughs) dehance um iron man one what Mm -hmm. did we think about this movie when did it come out oh hold on yeah all right you gotta give us some you gotta give us some deets ruben you gotta i I can get i can do this part i got open all right all right go ahead Iron Man 1, directed by Jean Favreau, uh, came out in 2008, starring, of course, Robert Downey Jr., Terrence Howard, Jeff Bridges, and Gwyneth Paltrow. Yikes. Oh, Paul Bettany as well. Yeah. He's the voice yeah. of Vision. Yeah. yeah. All right, back to you, Ruben. Um, I started thinking throughout this movie. Well, I'll get to that later. Uh, How much was the budget again? Oh, none none of us have that. None of us have that right handy. Uh, I could tell you right now. 69 million. Nice. Hell yeah. 
No, I I don't know. I didn't actually look. <laughs> the budget was 140 million US dollars. And how much did it make? Box office was 585.8 million dollars. So it was pretty much a hit. This is wild because you know, like back then, before we had like all the MCU like churn out money, 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 like 500 plus million dollars. It's like wow, crazy. That's wild, crazy. I have a question for all of us, including yes. myself. I'm going to ask myself. Did you guys see this? Where were you when you saw this in, in the movie theaters? Did you see it in the theaters? I did see this in the theaters. Mm-hmm. All this, yeah. yeah. I was, yeah, I was 17. I think I went, I think my mom and I went to go watch it. So. I saw nice. this with my dad, unfortunately. My dad, Un- has this, why? my dad has this really gross habit of, uh, I believe when did this come out? I'm sorry. What year? May 2008. 2008. Yeah, so it was it was getting a little hot here in New York and my dad has this uh, disgusting habit of if there's not a person sitting in front of him, he puts his feet up on the chair. It's really gross. He was wearing sandals. I remember it. Oh, that that is that's gross. Yeah. You can't do that with open toes. Yeah. You can't feet. do that. Yeah. No, no, Jeez. he took off the sandals. Even oh, when he put that's, that's uh, yeah, awful. Yeah. That's awful. Yeah. It was really awful. It was really gross. Uh, where were you, I was, Christian? I was 14. I saw this in a drive through theater as part of a double feature. Uh, I started with Indiana Jones, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Oh, I'm sorry. Which I enjoyed. I enjoyed. Okay. Looking looking over, I could see Speed Racer, and I was like, man, that movie looks insane. And then <laughs> I went to go see yeah Iron Man after to close this out, and let me tell you, thought about it the whole night. I couldn't sleep. Good movie? This movie, this movie rips. Yeah, it Iron does. Man. It really does. Yeah. Eric? You said mm. you were with your mom? Yeah, I was with my mom. I remember, uh, you know, because I was always a superhero kid, but, you know, obviously we didn't know this was going to be some giant thing. Right. Like, oh, Iron Man. Let's go see Iron Man, the latest, you know, superhero movie. And so saw it. And then obviously um, I thought it was great, had fun. And then, you know, the end credit scene, it's like, oh, my God, what? So, yeah. I forgot there was an end credit scene. It's like, oh, it's, <laughs> it was it was like the biggest thing at the time, Ruben. Like, yeah. when we watched it, it was one of those, like, oh my god, what are they doing? Mm-hmm. What? Do you did remember? You, did, you, did you watch the scene, Ruben? No, I forgot. You just it. watched it. You I just, just watched, watched it and it. I forgot it. Disney Plus was like, no, there's no. You can skip scene. the credit. No, you can skip. It pops up. It says skip credits and it goes, no, it just finished the whole thing. You should never skip credits, boys and girls. A lot of people work hard to make that movie. Yeah, if I'm at home, I'm rewatching this movie for like the fourth time. <laughs> <laughs> All right, hold on. I'm watching this now. Give me a sec. Oh my goodness! Hold on. I mean, we could just tell you. Yeah, yeah. I'd actually probably be. <laughs> so, so you know, Tony comes home and he's like Jarvis, and then Joe's like, "Welcome home," and like Jarvis, like you know, shuts down, and then Nick Fury. At the time, it's like, I am Iron Man. Do you think you're the only superhero in the world? You just become part of a bigger universe, Mr. Stark. You just don't know it yet. Oh, and then Tony's like, who are you? And then he goes, Nick Fury, director of S.H.I.E.L.D. I'm here to talk to you about the Avenger initiative. Oh, God. So, yeah. Oh, what a fucking... At the time, it was like, what? Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Insane. Um, I have a question for you guys. Mm-hmm. Somebody had pointed out this, uh, oh. <laughs> that the first couple of uh, Marvel movies were made by Paramount Studios. That was me. I said that. I said somebody. I don't remember who it was. Christian well, they had were pointed out that it was Paramount Studios that made this mm-hmm. film. How different do you think the MCU would have been if – Paramount still made these movies. Well, we'd like have a Paramount logo at the start of every one of them. Well, I mean, if it wasn't just, I, uh, like, I think they'd be way different. Yeah, I think so too. All four of them. What? Right? Iron Man, um, Thor. I think Avengers. Maybe Iron Man Two. I think Iron Man Three was the last one that was Paramount. No, there's no way. I think that that's Disney. That sounds like Disney. I'll tell Let you right now. Hold on. But the the Paramount movies have a very different yeah. okay. style to yes, them. They do. They feel different, and they have like way more sexual themes, and they go a, a, a bit darker than Disney allows in their other films. Right. 
Okay, yeah, I was wrong. So yeah, Avengers was the last one that was Paramount. Yeah. Wow, that's crazy. this is the, this is the closest we get to seeing sex in a movie in the MCU. Yeah, Iron Man, right? Yeah, I was I was thinking that I was like watching it uh, today, and it's like, oh, that's right, totally forgot about that. Yeah, mm-hmm. crazy, mm-hmm. insane. Um, I don't know. I can't just. I picture a Paramount Studios uh, MCU, just like dark and gritty. They kill off Iron Man in the first Avengers movie. If it wasn't well, no, not at the first Avengers movie. I would say, like they would kill him off way before. Uh, I genuinely think that we would not have all the creativeness that we would have with the MCU if right. Paramount was still in it. Right. Like, I don't think we're getting Guardians. I don't yeah. think we get. I don't think we get Black Panther. Honestly, I okay. genuinely think that. I don't think we get Black Panther. I think that. While at the beginning it was really good to have Paramount because they had that initial just flow of money coming into these movies just to get it started, I think like Marvel Studios taking over the reins for everything. I think that's Feige. Yeah, that's where it's at. Yeah. That's the important. So, okay, I, f- I forgot to include Captain America in there because Captain America was Paramount as well. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Phase one, just like if you go back and look at Phase one, Phase one just feels so different. Yeah. Like Avengers one feels way different from anything else in the MCU. Dude, we'll talk. We'll talk about this when we get there. But I'm gonna send everyone the first Avengers trailer, one of the worst trailers I've ever seen in it my life. It was so. It was so weird. Like it did have. Like, it had like that. Um, the music. Got, yes, it had that <laughs> one song in it. I was like, ah, oh, this is weird. It's so bad. I love it. Oh boy. Um, so let's talk about this movie. Okay. Um, like I said before, I, I completely forgot about the the story of this movie. Like I forgot about the Ten Rings being in this. I forgot. Uh, hmm. well, it's, it's mostly that. I just forgot the Ten Rings were in this movie. I forgot Terrence Howard was in this movie. I was like, what the fuck? Who yeah, the, the, there's guy? that scene when he's like, next time, baby. And there's like the <laughs> yeah. Twitter post. It's like, it's yeah. funny because there is no next time. Right. And it's just like, you stupid idiot. You could have made so much money and you just, you couldn't wait. Wait, Tom Morello was in this movie. Was he? Yeah, he played a guard. Hmm. Oh Sorry. my God, you see a skinny John Favreau. It's insane. Dude, yeah. So weird. I saw that. I was like, is that CGI? There's that <laughs> shot of him like smoking a cigarette in front of his car. And it's like, man, this guy looks thin. Yeah. Yeah. And then he he started the MCU and he was like, I don't fucking need this anymore. You know, I want to go make the Mandalorian now. Yeah. Oh, God. John Favreau, what a gift to society. Um, I don't know. Like, what should we talk about? Well, I mean, I think it's I, I think it's important for us just to start about how, um, you know, how grounded this movie is. First off, yeah, like, I think like you know when we have all our crazy, fantastic tales now of the MCU, this one feels very. It's very much. I like to talk about it. I think I read it in an interview once where they said like this is just the most expensive indie movie ever made. Yeah, because yeah. it really was. It's about one person. Like it's this literally story about this one person and the redemption he finds and tries to have some form of accountability. And I, I think, like I've watched it two times. I've watched Iron Man one two times over the last week and a half, and I get that vibe. Like, I get like this feels very small scale, and I think that's what made it so good is that they focused on Tony. That's the important part. They don't try to. They don't Iron Man to it where they throw a bunch of stuff in at once. Like this movie is about Tony. Yeah. So. I think. I, go ahead, Christian. I have to like credit this movie as one of the strongest uh, openings in the MCU. Like still. Yeah. Like, this is my, my first rewatch. And I'd say since 2017 when I first moved to Oregon. Um, so what? Four years now. And I forgot like how powerful it feels. And like how how much of an impact with just that small scene of um, uh, where he's talking to the soldier and he says no P, uh, no gang signs but it's the, it's the peace sign, <laughs> and like a- after like he dies to- like Tony takes that with him like he throws the peace sign like later in in that movie and he keeps it with him for the rest of the MCU yeah it's wild I don't want to see this on your MySpace page 
<laughs> yeah, oh, dude. The flip phones. Yeah. Oh my god, that was that was for me was the weirdest part because I was like looking at his flip phone and I was like, "Well, where's the camera?" Like, I didn't see any camera for like you know to show him. Yeah. It was just weird. Um, I think this movie deals with a lot in the short, what is it? Two hours and 15 minutes that it is. Uh, we have a hostage situation, essentially him breaking, being held hostage for three months, breaking out and also dealing with like, if you put it out on paper, like there's way too much happening in this movie, but also like there's not. And Mm -hmm. that's what is so perfect about this movie to me, honestly, I, I think it does it so well, and I just wish we could go back to that. Like, yeah, there's, a, there's a very distinct first and second and third act, and the third act I think is like the shortest of like all the MCU films. Right, right. But it's yeah. just the MCU movies have. Don't get me wrong, while they're great, I just feel like we're missing that kind of magic now. Like, especially the solo films. They're, they aren't that complex, I guess. Like, we, I can watch a Marvel movie right now, and I can pretty much tell you what the plot is going to be without even noticing, without even really say- seeing the movie. Hmm. But, like, Iron Man, I completely forgot the plot. And, like, I was surprised that there was so much in this movie. I don't know. I could okay. I think that's why it works so well, though, is yeah. because it's 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 about Tony. Like Tony goes through this traumatic experience. He realizes that he's part of a system that has zero accountability. Looking at you, U.S. military stuff, <laughs> zero accountability with stuff, and he just goes through that. He tries to be better. Um, now, granted, that starts to, like push some people away because everyone's like, "Whoa, you make weapons? What are you doing right now?" It's like, I, I have, uh, my mind is clearer than, you know, he makes a weapon, although that's argued in Iron Man too, uh, what it is. But um, it, it's, I start to see this thing where it's just, you see, like after I've seen all the MCU movies and how Tony, Tony's arc is like, in this one, it's so true. Like he doesn't, he has all these emotions with him right now where it's just like, oh, I used to be such terrible. I need to be better. And this Iron Man suit really is a comfort to him. Yeah. Like he puts on the suit and it's just like, okay, all right, I'm cool now. I'm fine. Like it's a part of him. Just like, um, you know, like argue that, you know, Bruce Wayne is part of Batman. Yeah. Like Iron Man is Tony Stark. Right. Like that, that's who he is. Like, and even just sh- so in like the end, like I am Iron Man. That's me. Like there's no hiding for him. That's, that's Tony Stark. Yeah. And so just, I went, if you go in the end game, if you go in end game and go on Disney Plus, they have like a 20 minute video like dedicated in it to Robert Downey Jr. And just shows some of the first test footage for this movie. And it was just, it's so good. Like this, what a perfect casting. I forget yeah. what the casting director's name of the Marvel films are, but she is fantastic. Like what? This is cool. Yeah. Th- this is why it's like an, uh, essentially an expensive indie movie. Cause Robert Downey Jr. before this, like had him been working for a long time. He was in he was in rehab. He was like almost like ostracized in Hollywood for like just being in, in bad shape mentally and, and 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 physically. Yeah. And coming back to do this and like no one expected it to be good. Yeah. And it was awesome. Seraphim. I actually went back I w- actually went back and I read like I typed in like Robert Downey Jr. casting news Iron Man. I saw the casting news from like EW 2006 where it's like Robert Downey Jr. cast its new Marvel superhero. And it was like Robert Downey Jr. known for his uh, films back in the '90s and stuff. And I'm like, oh my god! I remember there was a time where it's just like we were scared about this. Like people were scared about this. And then now you can't imagine anyone else. Like mm-hmm. I know they'll never recast Tony Stark ever because yeah. no one's going to be able to do it. And he, and then it was great because Robert was able to channel his own personal life experiences into this role. Yep. And mm-hmm. so that that was because. Uh, it's just, it's, it's so great. It's so great how a role was perfect for somebody. 
like it's hard to find other roles like in movies where someone literally the actor is literally perfect for the role. Right. Like they may be really good castings. Nobody's uh, like, but like you could view that Christopher Reeve, you know, being Superman was very because he had that hopeful. Like Christopher Reeve had like that hopeful mentality and that translated well to Superman. But I don't think anyone embodies Tony Stark essentially like Robert Downey Jr. in terms of the struggle he went through and he's holding himself accountable now. Yeah. So I thought that's what that translated really well. I agree. Yeah. Terrence Howard born to play Rhodey. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I, I, it's, oh, it's so weird watching it. Cause I'm like, man, I miss Don Cheadle. I know yeah. this is the first Dude. movie. But... <laughs> I forget. Does anyone know why, uh, what happened there? He wanted I honestly, money. I can't remember. He wanted no, I think he got yeah. more money than Robert Downey Jr. in this movie. I don't which know makes that. sense at this. Which makes it at this point. I would believe that. Really? You think so? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Again, we just talked about it. Yeah, Robert Downey Jr. Robert Downey Jr. hadn't been working in years. Yeah, but like, is Terrence Howard really like that big? I mean, back man? in two thousand eight. In two thousand, yeah. I don't know about that. I'm looking it up now. Uh, I'm, just, I'm just glad we got Don Cheeto. I, I love that man. So good. So yeah, like right before 2008, you know, he did. Uh, he was in Crash, Hustle and Flow. Like those were two really big movies, and so, um, like, hey, we got Terrence Howard. You know that guy from that movie. So. So. Yeah. Uh... Yeah, actually, it's really weird. I'm going to read this from Looper.com. With names like Gwyneth Paltrow, Jeff Bridges, and Paul Bettany, the cast of Iron Man is incredibly impressive. But before any of these actors joined the MCU, even before Robert Downey Jr. came aboard, Marvel had its sights set on Terrence Howard, and I don't know why. (laughs) Yeah, it's like (laughs) you said, back in the mid-2000s, Howard was a pretty big deal. Yeah, just three years before... uh, According, Dude, we gotta get Terrence Howard. <laughs> yeah, and also you're right, Eric. According to the Wall Street Journal reporter Ben Fritz, uh, Downey only earned 2.5 million, making Howard both the first actor signed for the film and the highest paid act, uh, highest paid star in the entire movie. Reportedly making between 3.5 and 4.5 million dollars. It's just like because wow. like watching it, it's just like I, I like Terrence Howard was good in it. I just never got the connection. Like because Don Cheadle and Robert Downey Jr. have much better chemistry. I think they're able. I actually feel as though like yeah. they're brothers right. in that in those movies. Whereas this one, it's just like oh, it's just my it's my friend. Yeah. So. So it says here uh, when it came time for Iron Man two, the creative team and uh, creative team at Marvel wanted to cut back, cut way back on Howard's character. And that's when things started getting financial. According to Howard, he had a three-film contract with Marvel, and they were supposed to pay him $8 million for the sequel. But thanks to behind-the-scenes drama, the studio supposedly offered him a measly $1 million instead, far less than he made for the first film. Some claim Howard had no clue that Marvel was angry about his behavior. Uh, it said he was here a, a hothead on the, uh, also set. oh no a million dollars whatever will i do <laughs> right um and you know who deserved more money oh sorry no, uh, no no go ahead please go ahead yinsen oh my god yeah I, I was thinking about it when i was watching the movie i was like whatever happened to this guy like why is he not tony's right hand man I, I, he, he dies I, yeah I, well that's what i'm saying while i was watching the movie i forgot that he dies like i'm no. glad kind of that the mcu doesn't have an uncle ben because this was the perfect uncle ben moment for tony yeah i literally don't waste your life but please don't they, like th- eric don't they no i i hope they don't like i hope like this was a don't perfect they. uncle ben thing where mm-hmm. it's like this is for tony to accept responsibility for what he's done yeah like you are tony stark you can make a change so and then tony does that so that's why i think it, it's perfect like this is literally the perfect uncle ben story for the mcu so i'm glad i hope you know there's no more Uncle Ben stories. I'm telling so. you, me and Johnny Watts already made it. I, it's, I, it's in the works. I hope, John, please, please. I know you're busy with post-production and you're starting getting stuff on Fantastic Four. 
don't. don't oh my god! Not with post production, it's all about Fantastic Four. I mean, we stopped. He stopped shooting already. He still has to, you know, help edit the movie. No, I just spoke to him last night. Post production. Oh my is god! Done already. Stop. Yeah. Okay. Oh my god! Stop. <laughs> Um, you mentioned uh, the Marvel Studios casting director, and it is Seraphin. She fantastic helped, work. Yeah, she assembled the entirety of the MCU. Kevin Feige shares how the casting director's vision has shaped cinema's biggest franchise. For all our success in all of the films, it comes down to the characters. So, Seraphin, yeah, thank you so fucking much for the MCU. I if really I'm being honest, it. oh god, and I hate to bring this up too. Why, why I feel that the MCU is, for me personally, a lot stronger than the DC is that they understand characters far more than the the movies in, uh, in the DC. They, the character moments just don't fit for me in, in the DC universe, in the, th- the Marvel universe, I hit th- after hit after hit. I think it's hard to uh, – I had said this the, the other day. Superman is a very hard character to portray. Like he is – at the same time, at, at both – how do I put this? He is perfect in every way, but also, like, like he's perfect. He has no flaws. Like, how how do you make this character flaw? Like, there's, well, He's got an identity crisis. I know this is not a Superman show, but he has identity crisis with who he is sometimes. But does he – like, he is – yeah. I mean, yeah. He, He's he's not an Earthling and he's not a what what are the Kryptonian. Kryptonian yeah like he's but he is though I had yeah to... but like the problem is I think Man of Steel does a good job with that showing like look I like think so. obviously I was raised in Smallville but I mean that's not where I'm from it's more like a what are you are you where you you were born or where you were raised yeah. it's kind of like a thing also if we're going to get with ego and when we talk about guardians too like ego may have been peter quill's father but he wasn't his daddy it's one of those situations yeah. like that where you know spoilers. We're not gonna S- superman superman has that identity crisis and i think that if we're going to bring this back to marvel like he says with what christian just said i think the quote i can't remember who said it, it was like you go read marvel comics to relate to characters you go to dc comics to be inspired Right. Mm, like, right. And Superman is this hopeful symbol. Like Batman is this symbol of like, hey, don't be afraid of the night. Batman's watching you. Whereas this one, it's like we have all been through those times probably where, you know, we have to be accountable for our actions. You know, we have a bunch of great power thrown onto us. How do we respond to that situation? And that's why, like, with this generation now, Peter Parker relates to so many people. Like, hey, you know. You may have been the big nerdy kid. You know, you struggle to pay rent. Everybody struggles to pay rent. Yeah. And that's why I think Christian Christian's right there. Like the Marvel characters are much more relatable because of how human they seem. And you're right. It's really hard sometimes, Ruben, to humanize a god with Superman. But that's yeah. why I think the, the Smallville stuff is the important part there. That's what humanizes him. Just being from middle America. Okay. Oh. So, but anyway, we've talked about enough DC here. Ruben. Yeah, this is right, the Marvel right. Mondays. Well, I'm edition. sorry, I didn't bring it up. You know? I have a small Marvel question. Go ahead. Mm. Do we think we see TikTok in Spider-Man Three? Yeah, TikTok I hope the not. app. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, Why not? All right, no. I was like, who's TikTok? <laughs> um, no, in the app. Yeah, yeah. No, I don't think so. We don't. We got a Vine reference in Black Panther. Why not the TikTok app with these group of high school students? I don't you know? know. I just don't see like the MCU wanting to, you know. Okay, that's a different discussion. I'll stop. Okay, all right. And Ned will be like, "Can you drink this carbonated water without beverage, without burping?" And he does that. He can do that. Or they can dance the blinding lights. I'd be fine with that. Oh man. Um, I forgot what I was going to say. I do want to bring up one thing. I think this is the movie that kind of starts the whole MCU trend of like, hey, let's let the villain just be a bigger version of the hero or a different version of the hero. And I think that's when trend. Yeah, it was a really bad trend. You know, you have obviously this with um, pretty much all of the phase one 
probably except Thor because Loki is not really like him at all. It's just that what works mm-hmm. there is it's a brother thing. That's why the villain works out so well there. But like Phase One, and they still kind of deal with it even all the way up to like you know Black Panther and stuff. It's just the villain is just a similar version of the hero, and that's not very fun, I think. Um, I and I remember watching this movie. I really don't like the Iron Monger fight at the end. I really don't. Okay. Uh, one, I think it's one a little short. Like, That's why kinda, I liked it. I, I I think I would have liked a little bit more. Um, but I just I don't like the we have to fight a bigger, worse version. Like I think it would have been cool to take down Obadiah in like you know the courtroom or the boardroom. I think that would have been really neat. Um, because that's what makes Obadiah so tenacious is because, you know, he's a board member of Stark Enterprises. But Mm -hmm. no, let's just give him a big suit and stuff like that. So um, I don't like the trend. I'm glad that there are some Marvel movies that don't do that trend. Um, Specifically, you know, uh, Spider-Man movies, you know, obviously anything with Thanos in it, the Avengers movies, I think those shine but it, it it really showed here in the first phase, especially this one. The only movie that that trend actually worked in, I thought, was Black Panther. And it's only because uh, it was less a fighting of each other and more a fighting of their ideals. Mm-hmm. And it worked there. I guess, like, for there, like, with the script and Black Panther, it worked there because, you know, they were so similar yet so different. I, yep. I think I'm just talking mainly from the climactic fight. No, or, yeah, is, yeah. or it's just like, oh, I'm Black Panther, but a gold suit. That's, sure. that's what it is. That That's what I'm yeah. going for right here. Um, that's the trend, I think. But yeah, don't like that trend, Marvel. Yeah, Don't like it. Aside from that, though, did you guys like Obadiah Stane? Because I, I love Jeff Bridges oh, at, as, as Obadiah. We've, I think it's, re- it's really good. Christian, you and I have talked about how Jeff Bridges is just amazing and he yeah. needs to be in everything. Uh, this was an interesting character for Jeff Bridges to play. I... I don't know. I see Jeff Bridges as the stoner guy. You know, like he plays in his famous movie uh fuck i can't think of it big lebowski thank you big lebowski and also kind of like in tron legacy um yeah he's like a big hippie in tron legacy am i wrong no yeah i I would call him uh yeah some sort of hippie yeah, he's very all he does hippie. Is, all he does is medit. He's, he's just Jeff Bridges. Oh, yeah. when he, okay, I see, okay. When he goes into the grid, like his ver his character in the grid, Tron Legacy. Yeah, he's like his metaphor for meditation is like I'm gonna go knock on the stars and or whatever. Gotcha. Yeah, and he keeps like calling his kid man or whatever. Hey man. Either, either way. Yeah. <laughs> um, I do. I, here's what I like about Obadiah. I'm wearing the movie with headphones. I'm on my couch behind me, and I could smell the whiskey on him. I can smell like the cigar in his mouth. I'm like, dude, like, his performance is like breathy and slow and intimidating. Yeah. I'm like, this guy sucks. He's a shitty person. Yeah. I want, but I want to see him talk more. I don't yeah. know. I, I I completely agree. Jeff Bridges nailed the nailed it. He just nailed it. Tony Stark was able to build this in a cave. Oh my god! The box of scraps. Ruben, I think you should read Frank's uh, Frank's comment. I'm going to read it first yeah, off. Yeah, yeah. Frank, thank you for giving us a prime sub. I really appreciate that. Uh, whoop, whoop. I have a couple of things. Frank just talked about a couple of things. Uh, we were talking about Batman and Superman, and he says here, Batman once said about Superman, "I didn't have a choice to be who I am. He had every choice, and he became who he is." Which is very confusing because I think he has that flipped over. I think Superman said that. Also, I realized that I see we have a bunch of people commenting. Ruben, you, you got to let us know when the people want to talk to us. Well, again, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm, was trying to finagle my way in there, but you guys kept on talking, so I didn't want to ruin that banter. You know, um, yeah. Jeff Bridges, uh, sorry, Frank also says that Jeff Bridges also helped build the Mar- uh, build Marvel in a small way. Uh, there were Marvel suits trying to micromanage Robert Downey Jr. and the movie, and Jeff went in and said, 
you want to do all that and then write a fucking script? What? Jeff went in yeah. and said, you want to do it? Yeah, okay. So I see yeah. I see what Frank is saying here with the Batman Superman stuff, because that makes sense, because you know, like, when Bruce's parents were killed, I, I can't believe we're talking so much about DC stuff here. It's wild. <laughs> uh, but I think it's important, like, with these characters, and that's why I like Tony Stark as a character is really, I think, up there with them. Um, you know, like, Batman, in that moment right there, his parents are dead. Yeah. Um, his life has changed right there. That right. single moment that, that, that defines his life going forward. Whereas Superman has, has all this infinite possibilities. He literally can come to earth and be a God and he chooses to do the right thing. Okay. He okay. chooses to be a hero. Like he could be, he could like be like in Batman or Superman, like Batman had like the nightmare visions of Superman. Like he could literally take over the world if he wanted to, Right. but he doesn't. He has all that power. And like in Man of Steel, that's why I like that one shot Man of Steel when Clark literally lets people handcuff him and he walks handcuffed. Like that's it right there. He could take this whole base. He could take this whole base down without a second thought, but he chooses not to. He's just a little freaky though. Because he's too worried about that S on his chest standing for hope, you know? Stands for hope. It's not an S, it's the Stussy. That you would draw in like, you know, high never mind. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, no, you're right. Oh man. Um thank you Frank for clarifying this. I really appreciate that. Um I want to bring up I I don't want to bring this up but I kind of do have to bring this up. There's an okay. Avengers Endgame theory that I brought up before about mm-hmm. Doctor Strange. How mm-hmm. he said yeah. there were infinite possibilities. I mean infinite timelines but only one real way to defeat Thanos. Mm-hmm. Which brings the question: Was Doctor Strange lying just to get rid of Tony? Because if you think no. about it, wait, hold on, let me let me finish. If if you think about this, Tony's the real reason why everybody has come and attacked Earth. Tony's the reason for Ultron. Tony is the reason for no. He's just the first time we see it. What do you mean? There are stuff happening like in the past with Captain Marvel, um, Eternals. Just you know, because Loki, it's just the first time we see it. Yeah, Loki attacks, you know, because, you know, that's a Thor thing right there. Like, Tony had nothing to do with Loki attacking New York and stuff like that. Right. I, I, okay. I, I see what you're I think saying. Tony, I think Tony jumpstarts a bunch of stuff where it's like, hey, Earth looks interesting. Yeah. Like, um, so. Uh, I think Tony is the catalyst for the MCU. Everything, like, there's a bunch of stuff from Tony. If you look at it, like, you know, the Spider-Man villains are related to Tony. Not related, you know what I mean? Are Tony's actions, um, they became villains because of that. Uh, Thor, not really. And you have to look also Tony's family. You know, Howard Stark dealt with Captain Mm. America. And so how, and I think that's perfectly shown in like civil war it's like i heard so many stories about you you thought he would uh you were his kid or something stuff like that if i remember correctly but yeah um i think we're getting a little far off topic here ruben okay i think it's it's time for us to come back down a little bit to back to iron man um what don't you like about this movie ruben what don't i like about this movie um terrence howard is yeah, that was my comment. <laughs> I really don't like Terrence Howard in this movie. Like, uh, it's like you said, Christian. They like they're supposed to be like brothers, and I that was Eric. Oh, sorry, Eric. It's like you said, they're supposed to be brothers, and I just don't see. Like, I feel like they were college buddies instead of just brothers. You know, like he's that one guy you call when you kind of need help getting out of a situation. Not the guy that you hang out with. He's he's just not likable. Yeah, there's no like real chemistry that like in that movie with them too. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe the only line I like at Terrence Howard was like, "How was the fun V? Next time you ride with me, okay?" That was like the yeah. only moment yeah. where I felt like, "Oh, these two are really close." Right. Oh, I, I think. Oh, sorry. No, I was just gonna say I also wish that they had uh, saved Jeff Bridges' reveal, I guess, for later. At a later movie, dude, he reveals that he's the bad guy three three times. Yeah, 
I, I think had they just, if we had just seen them, like him interact with the head terrorist, um, that would have been great. And then we just save it for another movie while Tony's dealing with probably in the future spoilers. I'm sorry, but, uh, Iron Man two, mm. I think that would have been way better. Tony's dealing with a fight on three different fronts. He's dealing with the United States government attacking him. Like, no, you can't do this. He's also dealing with, uh, I don't know what the fuck. Is, who's bird. The, bird. Sure. He's, he's dealing with that guy. dealing with bird. He's dealing with that guy. And I think if he was also dealing with a hostile takeover of his company and Obadiah just coming out with his own, uh, set of armor that would have been wild, especially it would have been with wild. All the stuff that's in that movie. Yeah, if they would have added the Jeff Bridges stuff. Yeah, yeah, uh, um, yeah. That's that's all I got. What gotcha. Do you, what do you got, Eric? I think for me, I think it was just like even though this is a fantastic story that still resonates to this day, I just the movie is just feels dated. That's all. Like when you, you got yeah. Like especially when you get like the Mad Money clips yeah. running in it or and stuff, uh, I just think some parts of it's a little dated. But like the great thing is like you could just take that story and put it anywhere and it's still great. Um, it's kind of like how I view Seinfeld sometimes. Like Seinfeld, even though it's in the '90s, you can take that show, and put, put it, it nowadays, and it still works. Yeah, like the story of this movie works yeah. no matter. I feel like Jerry would get canceled. Whereas I, don't so. I don't think so at all. First off, we're not we're not talking Seinfeld on a Marvel Monday. <laughs> oh, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Right. Okay. But no, I think just just there's a little bit about this like that's dated. That's all. Other than that, I think I think it's strong. I think it's still this and Captain America. I think are still the best two mm. origin movies. If you want to say, like, do we do mm-hmm. we consider Guardians an origin thing? I would say yeah. It, it's hard because the opening scene, I think, establishes it as an Origins, but then it's it's not afterwards. You know, because okay, yeah. I mean, like, you oh, it is the forming of the team. You're right. Yeah, You're right. it is a forming yeah. of the team. I would say, like, this is one of the stronger origin stories. Like, this, arguably the strongest because, you know, they, ha- this movie could have tanked. Yeah. Like, this, this is one of those movies where I think the first movie is still just as good as all the rest that came after, which is really hard. Like, obviously, I know we were talking about Fast and the Furious earlier, but the first Fast and the Furious movie, not great. Like, I don't think it's that great, uh, but like it's one of those where like, it started something. Like, I think Iron Man is right up there for me with, like, New Hope as something like this started something, and it's still considered one of the best in the saga franchise, whatever you want yeah. to call it. So Frank says Ruben is definitely onto something. Frank, I don't know if you know, but I'm also working on Spider-Man <laughs> Far From Home. So you can have all the ideas about no no way home you want. Just don't give me that Uncle Ben home. thing. No way home. Listen, I'm telling you, that is what's gonna happen. And thank God, like I said, I talked to Johnny last night. He said, Don't worry, Ruben. Okay, who's he casting for Johnny then? Who's he cast if you work with him listen, so listen, much? Listen. Who's he, who's I he got for first Reed? Off, we're talk. Did you not see the the rumors? They're going the forward rumor? with uh, Emily Blunt and John Krasinski. No, everyone wants that. No, no, like that's a legitimate article that I saw. I don't, the other day. I don't, I don't know if I, if I want that. Okay. I'll the movie. Anything will be better than fan four stick. So yeah, fan um, four stick. Where was I going with this? Um, Christian, what did you what? not like about this movie? You, uh, we already said it. Yeah, Terrence Howard, and then some. Some of the plot stuff with Jeff Bridges gets a little. I, again, like I said, he reveals he's the villain three separate times within yeah. like a five minute span. It's like I, I get it. He's the, he's the bad guy. We all, we all know this. Yeah. But other than that, no, I was vibing. I think I'm, that I, also would have been like a perfect, um, mid credit scene, where Pepper finally sees what's on the uh, thumb drive, and she just says, "Oh shit." Or something along those lines, you know. Like he, she sees his plans of of making his own suit. Instead of but, had she not seen it, I know, I know. Had she not seen the video on the computer, you know what I'm saying? I think it would have been great. 
it's one of those things where it's like, does would would Obadiah really further Tony's story? Like, as much as we want Jeff Bridges in other movies, would it really it's, further Tony's story? See, I don't think I, that, I don't think you I would. Don't, I don't think that's the case at all. I don't. I, it's not that I want more Jeff Bridges in the MCU. It's that I think he's already dealing with post-traumatic stress. Like on top of that, you're going to put like the person who he's his, who has been in his life the most also betrays him. Like, come on, that's a bit heavy for a story. That's why that, 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 that scene was heavy. It was like, Tony, who do you think locked you out? I'm like, Oh, I just, I would have rather it be in a sequel. Like Iron Man. Eh. Also, that paralysis thing that uh, Jeff used, Jeff, Obadiah uses, terrifying. Super terrifying. Absolutely terrifying. Yeah. I thought that guy was going to, like, his face is already burnt off. I thought his, the blood vessels were just going to pop off his face. Ah. Yeah. It's really weird. Also, I like, yeah, you're right, like the Ten Ring stuff, you know, that that was interesting. You thought that would go somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it did. Mm -hmm. It went nowhere at the time, and then, you know, we get to Iron Man 3, and then we still, that's not really what it is. I mean, isn't it the greatest twist of all time? Greatest (laughs) twist of all time. Is it, though? It is. I can think of a a much better MCU twist. No, okay, well, I agree, I agree, I agree. But out of all the Iron Man movies, Iron Man 1, 2, and 3, which is the worst of the film? Two. Yeah, two two while still is a fun time. Like I just rewatched two again today. Two is a fantastic fun fun time. You gotta like my niece wanted to watch it too. Hey, man! But like you leave her in the room. You don't watch. So, kidding, Eric. I'm kidding. Two two is two is it's it's one of those things where like I really like two. It's super fun, but it's it's clearly the worst of the three for me. So Mm -hmm. I agree. It's just. Eric put up a, not a poll, I put up a question in, I think, the kind of funny Facebook group or on Twitter, one of the two, a while ago, a week ago, and he said, what's the best shot in um, Iron Man 1? And there, I think there's a clear answer here, and which we'll talk about, but I want to bring up one of my favorite shots that I would not have remembered having not seen the film, and it's uh, during the flashback. Uh, so he's, before he's even like turned into Iron Man, we get like the, the days before when he's still Tony Stark, and he's he's down in the garage, like he always is, and he's working on his hot rod. And suicidal tendencies is blasting, yeah. and we get like just a great like def- like we get like just like two minutes of Tony being Tony and, and the, like his personality. And when and then when Gwyneth Paltrow uh, comes in, we get like a understanding of his like charisma, and like that to me is like one of my favorite scenes in Iron Man One. So cool. Please don't turn off my music. Yeah. So yeah. Good. Um, I also do want to point out, like, they started off uh, the relationship between Pepper and Tony, like, pretty strong with that uh, rooftop scene. And then they just let it fall flat in Iron Man 2. Am I wrong? Maybe we'll talk about it when we get to that movie, huh? That's right, we will. I think, Uh like I said, as much as I don't like with Paltrow, I think her and... She's a Rob phenomenal Andrew pepper pots. Have terrific chemistry. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's why they they have terrific chemistry. Yeah. Definitely. Oh, and then like also talking about like throughout the movie and stuff, you got Coulson. It's like yeah. I, I forget about Coulson, and then like I remember the whole thing where like the strategic homeland, and it's just like I because it wasn't clicking in my head the first time I watched it in theaters. I'm like strategic. I know I've heard, and then he says at the end, just call a shield. I'm like, oh my yeah. god, shields in this. I also do want to point out, like, they screwed him over. Like, the first scene we see him in, that suit that he's in is way it's too so big for big. him. Too way big. too big for him. Like, come on. Nobody could have seen that. It's... Dude, the suit, the suit's like, yeah. like this. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm glad I'm not the only person that noticed it. Um. Also, did you guys know, I'm sure we talked about this, that the Jericho monologue was all improv? Which was the Jericho monologue? Uh, is it better to be feared or respected? Yeah, and I said, is it better too much to ask for both? Yeah. Oh, I mean, like yeah. Apparently, that whole thing was uh, improv. God, I love Robert Downey Jr. Which, 
Oh man. Which to your point, Eric, there's a lot of stuff behind the scenes when he was like being first being casted. Like those uh like back and forths of like the audition tapes are so good when yeah. he's just like riffing. Yeah. Um, Eric, what's your favorite one shot? I, I think I put this in the group. It's when like he sees uh the Gomira, like all the stuff happening in Gomira, and he's just sitting there and he's just got the screwdriver on the repulsor mm-hmm. and he's just like so pissed off. Um I think that that was a great moment right there for him because like he's trying to do he's trying to be better, but like parts of the old life is still coming through. Yeah. And it's like it's just like, look, I'm tired of this. And like he literally has the power to change it. So yeah. that's why uh, it's just so good. Interesting. Uh, just that first that first suit up sequence. So good. Yep. Yeah. So great. So great. My favorite one shot has to be uh, where he sees Pepper's gift, mm-hmm. and he opens it up, and he's just like, "Well, shit." Little smile. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm a sucker for. Also, sh- shout out to John Favreau for the use of practical effects in this movie. Like the suit for most of the shots, apparently in the suit, it was a lot of practical. Yeah. I think they said for this one. I think in Iron Man Two is when they started doing a bunch of visual effects for it. But this one, really good. Mark Three suit looks fantastic. Oh, still God. in this movie even though we've gotten so many better suits since then yeah the, the mark three suit still looks great yeah so. i agree um do we have anything else before we close out the show where would you here. rank this move ruben in the oh MCU? yeah that's oh, right yeah, we, gotta right. Rank this. <laughs> we, 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 we did forget one thing that we can't uh leave without what's mm. that uh the stan lee cameo oh yeah. my as um looking Hugh great Hef- Hef- yep Oh man! I remember watching the thing of the Robert Downey Jr. thing, and it was just in, he was talking with Stan. And he's like, "This is how I pictured Tony Stark right here." Like, I'm li- it's like I'm literally looking at Tony Stark, and I'm like, "Oh man, I miss so. Stan." Um, I miss you. Oh god, where do I rank this? Clearly, I mean, this we is have to our, rank it this number, is one. number one. Yeah, this, <laughs> this is the first one. Yeah. This is the first one. Yeah. By the way, I'm making a uh, penultimate conquest uh, MCU ranking list on my letterbox that I'm going to update as we move forward. Yeah. Okay. Appreciate that. Thanks very much. Um, Are we all in favor of number one? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Ruben, tell us tell us the official ranking so far of penultimate conquest. What we got? The official ranking of the penultimate conquest MCU ranking is number one, Iron Man. Thank you. Let's see where number two lands, The Incredible Hulk. This is our second movie, by the way. Huh? Is it, is it Hulk? Mm-hmm. Yeah, The Incredible yeah. Hulk. Uh, I got to go rent that. Apparently, I think that's the only one we got to rent, right? Yeah. Um, well, don't rent it yet. I might be able to finagle something, so I'll let you know. Oh, you know the guys? Do you have an in with Lou Ferrigno? No, yeah. I have an in with Marvel. Marvel can hook me up with this, you know? So I, I, um... Do we want to rank the villains too? Sure, why not? Let's just do it. Because that's what that is. You got to be in charge of this list. Yeah. Okay, I'll be I'll be in charge of the villains list. Yeah. Let me start it right now. Because I know that was one of my favorite things. I know we don't want to like try to copy other people. That is one of my favorite things that the kind of funny guys did was rank the villains. Yeah. Oh, I God. forgot one more thing before Eric why uh, he gets his notes ready. Yeah. Um. The scene. Uh, that is a callback in Endgame, uh, or originates here, or originates here is the uh, cheeseburgers, cheeseburgers. Yep. Yeah. I like I like that one scene where it's just like there's two things I want. I want an American cheeseburger, and the other thing she's like, no, don't like. Actually, it's not what you think. <laughs> <laughs> but also, like, he went to the wrong place. Burger King. Burger King is good. Burger King. Uh, one day we'll rank fast food. One day we will. <laughs> This show is just gonna be. This show is just gonna be all of kind of funny all together. And I'm okay oh, with that. oh, we didn't mention if you want to talk about some news that Loki is gonna be on Wednesdays. Yeah, mm. which really screws with our schedule. But we'll. we'll I mean, we could still do Mondays. Yeah, it's just you know, kind of weird. Thank you, Ow. Frank. Burger King is good with a. No, it's not good. Christian, stop. It's Bro, it's it's not good. All right? It's not. All right? It's just Back not. movie theaters were a thing. I used to buy the like Five guys. nuggets for like what, $2 for like 10 nuggets or whatever and okay. just take the theater with me. 
Five Guys is way obviously it's better than Burger King. Yeah. Five Guys is gross. It's worse than Burger King. What? Oh, yeah. Fucking wet ass burger. All right, Christian, I'm sorry. All right, so right now uh, I forgot to say it uh, for our penultimate conquest villains ranking number one, Obadiah Stane. Yeah. What a terrible last name. I honestly. I was talking about this last week, Christian. I could have sworn it was Obadiah Stone. I thought it was Obadiah Stan. I don't know why I thought it was Obadiah Stone. Speaking of Obadiah Stane, I'm looking at you, the viewers. There's actually a terrific Iron Man cartoon you should watch called Iron Man Armored Adventures. Uh, it's on Disney+. Plus. It's what uh, Tony Stark was a teenager. It's really good. Um, it's two seasons, I think. Um... There's so many. There's so much Marvel stuff in it. Like I think there's one where Tony goes. He goes against Fing Fang Foom, which is incredible. Giant dragon. Um, but no, it's really good. I highly recommend it. The animation's kind of weird, but it's still a really good show. It's like CGI. Yeah, it's it's like it's CGI stuff. But I highly recommend it. It's really good. Yeah. Mm. If you want some Iron Man content. Uh, Frank also says, don't forget his homie Mexican Iron Man named Iron Mang. Yeah. <laughs> Frank, well done. well done. That was a good one. That was really good. Um, all right, guys, let's close out the show. Christian, where can people find you? You can follow me at ISO Christian for all my weird takes about movies um, and then my Twitch streams as well. I've been uh, almost close to platinuming Returnal, so I might hop back in there. Okay. Um, and then you can uh, keep up with my uh, movie podcast over at Large Popcorn. Spoilers, we actually just had Frank on the show talking about one of uh, apparently Eric's favorite horror movies ever made, Evil Dead Two. Evil Dead Two is fantastic. Mm. It's like the goofiness and the horror at the same time, which is what makes it so good. Because like Evil Dead One is obviously a fantastic horror movie, and then mm. Army of Darkness is just real camp, and like Evil Dead Two is like that nice little mixture of like both. So groovy, cool. Eric, yeah, where could people find you? Uh, you can find me at Eric C. Ginn here on Twitter. Um, here on Twitter. On Twitter. Um, when it's literally everything. Like I will literally talk about sports, politics, whatever I feel like talking about at the time. And like I said, at the top of the hour, um, I would also like to give a shout out to my wonderful wife, Tessa, who's been really uh, a rock for me these last two weeks. It's been really, really stressful. At the top of the show, I said, please take care of yourselves, everybody. Um and uh yeah just um yeah maybe hug your best friend today too maybe air hug make sure you get vaccinated first okay i get my second dose on thursday really excited all right cool um you could find me at twitter at that guy tuesday or you could follow the channel's twitter at pen conquest which is on the screen as you can see um this week's shows. Uh, tomorrow we have our Mortal Kombat review. Wednesday we have Anime Nation. We're going to do a Demon Slayer M- uh, Mugen Train review, which is going to be awesome. And then I believe uh, Thursday is something. I'm not sure. I don't remember. Um, Christian, we'll have to talk about that Warzone stuff. Oh, yeah. Yes, yes sir. Um, all right, guys. Thank you for joining us. You have a lovely night. See you. Excelsior. Yeah. No gang signs. <laughs>